Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is not the norm for me to do a recording at this time. At 11.30 at night on Tuesday, February 13th for Wednesday on Valentine's Day. By the way, happy Valentine's Day, everybody, if you're hearing this. Or as I like to say, happy Wiener Christmas. Yes, I just call Valentine's Day Wiener Christmas. So, as always, welcome everyone to another edition of Conversation with Shelby Green. I am your host, Shelby Green, a.k.a. the main man. I'm sipping on this little... Milo Zero Sugar Sweet Tea shit's delicious. Just want to announce everybody that I'm finally under 245 pounds. I feel fucking amazing. So that's a good thing. Get right into it, guys. I got a little bit to talk about. Not a whole lot, but let's rock and roll with it. So, reason why I recorded tonight, Louisville played the Louisville Cardinals men's basketball program. Went up to Boston College tonight to play their final 9 o'clock game of the year. And I took the night off. I used a vacation day for work. So, you know what? I'm going to record, watch the game. Then I'm going to record it. And then I'm going to, you know, do my thing. Louisville flat out got beat tonight by Boston College. Last four games. And I'm going to go ahead and get with this right here right now. Um, these are my opinions on things. If you don't agree with it, that's fine. I really don't give a shit. Just point it out there. Louisville went to Boston College tonight, got beat. I think it was by 12 or 14 points. And flat out, injuries, tired. Just flat out got beat. Got out hustle in the second half. Couldn't guard a phone booth. It is what it is. Last before that, Louisville beat Florida State on a Saturday night. Then they went up to Syracuse and got a bullshit goaltend call that cost them the game against Syracuse, even though that would have been tied with winning overtime. And then they went Saturday and beat Georgia Tech. And then this happened. So the last the three games previously, it looked like Louisville was starting to turn the corner. It looked like things were starting to turn the right way. That being said, Louisville got beat tonight. And I put a tweet out before yesterday on Monday night. I said three out of four. And then 15 minutes later, I got a text from my source, Sky Clark has a broken rib and more likely is going to miss time to the ACC tournament. Oh, my gosh, man. The injury bug has killed us this year. It, it It's so bad on a lot of things. It's so bad. It is really so bad. Louisville has struggled badly with injuries this year. That's been the Achilles heel. You know, I've talked about Flowers. i talked about all this, the Karan Davis situation everything. But the, the injuries have killed us. The injuries have killed us, and that's been one of the biggest factors of why we're struggling. Sky Clark is our best perimeter defender. got killed, and we got our asses beat on the perimeter tonight. My God, that's what killed us in the second half. That killed us. And that's a fact. Um, Yeah, it sucks. I hate it. But at the same time... I do feel like they're turning the corner. You know, I was looking at the roster as I, before I recorded. I was sitting back before I recorded tonight, excuse me. I was looking at the roster, and I looked at things, and I go, Tyler Johnson, he gives me a headache sometimes. He gave me a couple tonight, but he's got a lot of talent. I think he's the future point guard of this program. Curtis Williams, streaky scorer, shooter, long athletic but has a long way to go defensively and sometimes can take this team out of the rhythm. He did that three times tonight with a turnover and two bad shot selections. But freshman growing mistakes, it's going to happen. Caleb Glenn is starting to show signs of what everybody needs, a junkyard dog, an enforcer, an Ellis Miles, a Dwayne Sutton, um, an Otis George. Got, and those are Louisville players I'm naming, by the way. That And people the Louisville know what I'm talking about when I bring those names up. 
He didn't. I mean, the stats are going to show up tonight for him, but he did have a big double double against Georgia Tech. He's probably the sole reason why we don't, we won the Georgia Tech game because because of him. And of course, you know, that's the only other freshman we talk about. Dennis Evans obviously had the heart issue, can't play. So that's that. Those three guys are good core pieces. Sophomores, Sky Clark, love him. Think he's important. I think he's a hell of a player. I think he's got heart, and I think he's our scorer. I think he's our scorer, basically. Trey White, fill up stat sheet stuff, and he's starting to embrace that role, and he's starting to show. Love Trey White. Mike James. I don't know what Mike James is. And what I mean by that is Mike James is a mismatch problem on offense. He can – you put a forward on him, he can blow by him, he's quicker than him. Or you put a guard on him, he'll post him up and beat him up on the block and get to the free throw line. I love Mike James. He gets a little lost defensively sometimes, but you can live with that because he plays his ass off. I'll live with that. Next guy's on the list to talk about. Brandon Huntley Hatfield. A problem. And I mean that. Love me some Brandon Hilly Hatfield. Oh, I forgot to mention Emmanuel Okafor. He's basically he's a basically a, f- a freshman. I think I think he's a. I think they get, kept his eligibility again. So he's throw that his throw his name in there. Big body. He's got to get his hands better. Feet aren't the best, but he ha- he does play hard. Huntley Hatfield. It's a problem. In a good way. Love me some Huntley Hatfield. I just named those guys right there. Before Okafor. Those are what we're rolling with right now. We're thin. They're thin. JJ Trainer being out has killed us. That killed us. I miss J. We miss JJ badly. Just for his length defensively, help side defense. He was damn good at that. So, this is what I've been told by my source. And everything he's told me has came true. Plain and simple. If Kenny Payne gets 12 to 14 or 15 wins before the end of the year, he's going to get a third year. And if Kenny Payne gets gets a third year, Carter Knox will be a Louisville Cardinal. You've heard it here first. Carter Knox will be a Louisville Cardinal. He will. That happens, you add him to that piece. Now, I know we got T.J. Robertson, who's a 2024 commit, but he hasn't signed with us. You get Carter Knox. Now, what do you do? You need more shooting. You need another combo guard, in my opinion. You bring in another guard. A grad transfer guard that can come in and settle things down with Ty and just mentor Tyler a little bit as a sophomore because I think Tyler, he's a freshman with a lot of growing pains. He's got a lot of ability. He plays hard. I'm not going to knock him, but he, 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 he kind of gets in his own way sometimes. And I mean that because he'll make a great play def- defensively. The next play down, he'll gamble and get himself in foul trouble. Now you can't, you know, it's he's a freshman. He's gonna make mistakes, but that's what I'm, you know, you, you say that. You bring in, you bring in like, <clears throat> you turn around and bring in a, a grad transfer or a junior or a high senior guard to come in to fill the to fill voids with that. I think it helped. And I desperately believe this, that he can sh- he has to shoot the ball at a high clip. 
I do believe that a two guard, a pure two guard would not be a bad idea, even though I think Curtis Williams can be that. I think he's just got to get better. I think he's just got to get better over the summer. Same with Caleb Glenn. I think Caleb Glenn will have a hell of a summer. You get Caleb Glenn to develop a little bit of a 12 to 15 foot jump shot on the baseline or top of the key in the, like the hash mark, the free throw line area, get him to work on his post games, maybe give him a little up and under moves. I think he's going to be, he's going to be a problem. I think he got exposed tonight against Boston college on switching on defenses in the corner. He's got to be, he's got to be quicker. And you know, that just take, it takes time. It does. He's growing up. He's growing up in my opinion. So that being said, if, you add what I said and get another couple bigs up front to help out with some rim protection, Louisville can be right back in the mix where they need to be. And I think that can really help them out. That depends, though. Now, it, let's say if Kenny Payne, Josh lets Kenny Payne go. He lets Kenny go, and it's over. So who are the hires? Eric Munslin for Marcus Saul's name keeps getting brought up. And I'm a Munslin. I was a Munslin fan about three years ago. I, th- I saw him in Nevada. I thought, hmm, interesting. Then he got the Arkansas and draw, and I'm thinking, look what he's done at Arkansas. That being said, you look at Munslin. Last year he had one of the best recruiting classes in the country, and they got to the Sweet 16, I believe. They had some injuries down the stretch, but they got to the Sweet 16. This year they had to, he had to hit the portal this year and he has this hasn't gelled well for him. They're better in Louisville, but it hasn't gelled well at all. So I'm not a not a it's not a bad idea for the hire, but at the same time I think it would be a, I think it wouldn't be a bad idea. Second, I keep hearing the name Mick Cronin. I'm gonna make this real clear. No, no. That's all I'm going to say. No. I've heard the name Chris Beard. Don't, you know, we got Drew Diener at 93.9, who is a uh, guy who beats his wife and is head of Louisville 93, the the ESPN radio station 93.9, if the affiliate. And uh, the only reason why, he's the main reason why I don't listen to 93.9. The only reason why I listen to 93.9 is that Bob Alvano and Paul Rogers are calling the game. The great Paul Rogers, by the way. And Bob's great, too. That's the only reason why it's 93.9. That's outside of that. I won't even turn it on. I just won't. So, Chris Beard and him probably can go to Roosters together, get drunk, and have a good time. But, nah, I'm good on that one. Don't want that at one at all. So, no Chris Beard on that one. And they got their ass smacked tonight by Kentucky, too, by the way, at Ole Miss. Hmm. Um, I heard the name Will Wade. I think Will Wade's kids play hard for him. I think defensively they are a nightmare problem for teams. But that being said, too dirty for me. Don't want it. Just don't. So, who are the guys to go get? Munslin would would be a good idea, I think. Even though he struggled this year, Jerome Tang of Kansas State, absolutely. I think Tang will be a do will do well. Even though I think it's a sexy hire, and and what I say by sexy, I mean like he's had a little bit of success now. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, hold on. But to me, if you want to go swing for the fences, there are two guys that I think could immediately have impact like that. Scott Drew from Baylor. I think that would be the one. Scott Drew comes to Louisville. Oh, my God. We will go crazy. Built Baylor. Won a national title. Their NIL is not as strong 
as Louisville's is with the 502 Circle, which I am a subscription member of. So I think that would be very, very big. Um, another one. If he can give us four good years, Calvin Sansom Houston. Now, I hear people right now, well, you just said something about Will Wade. Samson served a five-year penalty, was out of the NCAA, went coaching the NBA, and now he's with now he's with the Houston Cougars. And look what he's done with Houston. You don't think me he, he can get guys to go to Louisville? I would love to have Samson. I think his age is a problem. I don't think he wants to relocate. I think he's got it made. But I'd love to have Samson. I think that would be big. And listen, guys, I'm I'm a Kenny Payne supporter. I want Kenny here. I want Nolan Smith here. I want these guys here. I know Dolson and David Manning. People don't understand their staff, their sta- their stance on that. But they've done some. They, they, you can tell it's starting to work. The kids are responding to them. And I think that's the key. Like I think that's the key to things that they, they're getting responding for, and it's starting to work. But like I said, more deposits have got to be made, man. And they can't afford to lose. Like tonight, injuries bugged them. They got away from them. And they're just tired and thin, man. So, And that's how I feel about it. So, yeah. It's just frustrating, man, because I love Louisville basketball just as much as I love my family. And it's harder for me because I've grown up with this. This is all I had. And it breaks my heart and it kills me. I hate arguing with fans. I just hate it. And it annoys the hell out of me. It really does. Because things just aren't clicking like it thought it would. It's just ah frustrating. I get what Kenny went out and got a great class this year because you want to build a foundation. I think having flowers in certain situations would really helped us. But he left, so he's got to do what he's got to do. So... We just got to hang in there see what happens, guys. That's all it is. And I will make this real clear. I am getting season tickets this next year for basketball. For the basketball, for next year's the 2024-2025 season. I will have season tickets, and I'm letting this be known right here, right now. If Cronin, Beard, or Will Wade are fired, if Kenny Payne loses his job, they are hired, I won't get season tickets. I just won't. Because I just don't want that. I don't want it. Don't want it. Don't need it. Plain and simple. I don't want it at all. I just don't. Now, you look at Louisville's remaining schedule. I Like I said, 12 to 15 wins, Kenny gets a third year. You look at this schedule and they got right here. Final six games of the year. Pitt at Pitt this Saturday at 6.30. Pitt just beat Virginia. It's gonna, we're going to have our hands full. Then we come home Wednesday night at, at against Notre Dame. We should get a win there. Then we go on the road at Duke. Going to be a tough one. But the final three games of the year, March 2nd, my birthday weekend, I will be at this game. Syracuse comes to the, the Yum Center to play the Louisville Cardinals. I'll be there. Hope to see some of you guys that night. Tuesday, that following Tuesday on the March 5th, they got they play, <clears throat> Louisville takes on Vitek at home, and then they got Boston College in the year. If Louisville can get, if they can steal the pit game, beat Notre Dame, and they can win their final three of the year, I think Kenny Payne, even I think if they, they, they win their final three games of the year, I think Kenny probably has a shot to say, hey, we won our final three games of the year. We won the, the game. We won our final four home games of the year. I think Kenny has a shot to say, you know what? There we go. I did say they go 73 down this stretch after beating Florida State. I said 73 with the Florida State win. They get a shot. And they are two and two right now. They got it. They gotta finish up. They gotta go six and one. If they I mean it's just gotta happen. It's got to happen, guys. 
I think they can do it. I'm rooting my ass off for them. Go Cards. And before I get into talking about the Super Bowl and stuff, um, I want to thank the. I want to give a special shout out to the Power Ten Podcast in Louisville. A good group of guys that I've got a lot of love and a lot of love and respect for. Great human beings. You know, every one of these guys. I'm gonna give a shout out to Tanner Hickman, Jeff Leff, T. Will, Wes Keys, all those guys, man. I want to give those guys a lot of love. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna go to their page and give everybody a shout out. I'm gonna go on my phone right now. Power. There we go. There we go. Power Ten Pod. Because the space house. I want to give a lot of people. I want to give every one of these guys a lot of shouts because they're good people. They're really good dudes. And I hope to see some of the guys too. And fellas, you hear this, man. Let's all meet up for a game one time and maybe we can get link up after that, get a beer and have a good time. Let's all talk. So yeah. Um let's talk a little Super Bowl. So I pull where's my damn there it is. Ah, there we are. Ah. <laughs> oh boy. So gotta talk about as I'm trying to find where's it at? My gosh, I just had the damn thing up here. Sorry guys, I'm all over wax. It is late at night. Oh, here we go. So, the San Francisco 49ers lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. And I use that, I I put that out there because San Francisco did blow this game, I thought, in my opinion. Um I think we can all sit there and say that Patrick Mahomes is the best player in pro football, and it's not even close. Uh, Patrick Mahomes did throw for 320 yards, 330 yards, excuse me, and two TDs, but he won the game with his legs. Mahomes won this game with his legs. You sit back and look at it, I really believe that Mahomes did win this game with his legs. That's what calls it. Uh, I think in the third quarter, the, what turned this game around was, in my opinion, was when Kenzie's first drive in the second half, Mahomes threw that pick, and San Francisco didn't get anything out of it. Now, you can't like you you can't let. The, I remember I was sitting there at Beatles with my buddy Virgil Patton, who is a who I have talked to Virgil. Virgil will be on the show again here shortly. We're just trying to get a right time and place to do this. Virgil and I had a conversation about this. He said, "You cannot let Mahomes hang around." I said, "Absolutely, brother." And they're letting him hang around. Third quarter, I thought that uh, San Francisco stopped running the ball with McCaffrey. And they start, you know, Debo, Debo and uh, Purdy's chemistry was off a little bit, I thought. George Kittle, I love George Kittle, but Kittle did not show up in this game. And I'm surprised by that because Kittle shows up. I am a big – George Kittle's one. I'm outside of T.J. Watt, I don't think I have a player – and Lamar Jackson, obviously, that I favor more than George Kittle. I love George Kittle. I thought about buying a George Kittle jersey. For a while, I've had I have, and I'm just a very big fan of a, of them. So, that being said, big ass uh, big ass congratulations to Kansas City Chiefs. I predicted Kansas City to win this game, and I'm glad they did. I'm a big Andy Reid fan. I'm a big fan of Travis Kelsey. I love Mahomes, so I'm happy for him. I'm a big fan of Poncho too. I think I I think Poncho's an angry ass running back, angry runner, just boom, 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 fast. I love me some Poncho now. I will talk about the, the. Let's talk about this. 
the Taylor Swift thing. It's rigged. It's rigged. It's rigged. Jesus Christ, y'all. Is it now that every time teams win back-to-back championships or wins or wins three out of four or five out of six or whatever it is, it's rigged? The, the, the NFL wants this. The, the NFL wants this. Like they, 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 they want this, guys. They they actually want this. Like They, they want because the Taylor Swift thing and everything else. First off, the Taylor Swift thing really didn't come in uh, fruition until the Chiefs were playing the Chicago Bears one weekend. They, it really didn't happen. Kansas City struggled all year long. Kelsey was beat up. He wasn't healthy. And then they turned it on to playoffs. Think about this. It's rigged, right? Kansas City plays Miami in a horrible playoff atmosphere. I mean, that weather was horrible. They win that one. They go on the road to Buffalo. This is going to be your Buffalo pulls it out. Buffalo pulls it out. And Josh Allen does what Josh Allen does. He lays an egg in the second half. Baltimore. Lamar played well, but Zay Flowers three different times on the drive screws up with penalties. Over 120 yards of penalties, and Lamar threw a pick in triple coverage. But it's rigged. Kyle Shanahan's play call in the second half once again in another Super Bowl. But it's rigged. And the 49ers beat him was dumb too. Why do you take the ball first in overtime and give Mahomes a chance? That's like I don't know what the comparison is. That's like giving me telling me I got twenty, I got ten minutes to eat a fucking double cheeseburger from a double whopper from Burger King. I'm gonna get that shit done within five. I guarantee you that. Come on, man, you can't do that shit. You cannot do that. And do I think that was San Francisco's ceiling? I don't know if it was their ceiling. I think that it's gonna be very, it's very hard to win a game in a national football. It's hard to win a game in anything. It's hard. It's hard to win in life. It is hard to win in life. You got because you got to work at it. You got to put the effort in it. That's the part of building. You got to work for it. And Kansas City outworked San Francisco in the second half. San Francisco should have been up by at least two touchdowns in the second half, but before at halftime, and they they were only up seven because they couldn't sustain it. They couldn't get things going. Now. Brock Purdy, where are my things on Brock Purdy? Do I think he's a game manager? I'm borderline on it, man, because I thought Brock Purdy played pretty well. I think his timing was off. I think Debo was off. I don't think Debo was healthy. Um, But I also think Brock Purdy made some big throws. He he made some big throws. But I also think Kyle Shanahan's got a hell of a system. But I also think that he might have the right guy for his system. So I think Brock Purdy... Do you sign him? I think they're going to ride another year with him, and we're going to see what he does. But I'm I'm one of those guys, or I think Brock Purdy has got a lot a lot. Brock Purdy is going to have a a lot of naysayers out there. I like Shannon Sharp a lot, but Shannon Sharp's one of the biggest ones, and Dan Orlowski always. Dan Orlowski always tries to save him. He defends quarterbacks like crazy. Man, I've never seen a human being defend quarterbacks like Dan Orlowski. Seriously, I have never seen that in my lifetime. On my 31, I'll be 31 in my 31 years of living, I've never seen a human being defend quarterbacks like Dan Orlowski. Seriously. That man will, will find anything. He threw that pick. Well, what happened was in press double man coverage, the guy was supposed to go this way, but he went the opposite way. He'll he'll find a way. And I'm not I'm laughing, but I'm not making fun of him. But like Dan does that. He 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 does that. So that's that's not a knock against the guy, but I'm just saying it in general. But 
that's where I think you look at things. Kansas City's got one thing. Well, they got two. Well, they actually got three things in common. Actually, they got multiple things now. I think about it. They got the best defensive coordinator in pro football. Defensive coordinator in pro football. It's not even close. Their DC is awesome. He's awesome. They've got Chris Jones, a defensive end, who's one of the most underrated players in pro football. Chris Jones may have to lead now because lead because of the money, but he's he he is a badass, badass at the end. They turn around. They've got one. They got the best tight end to ever lace up a pair of cleats in Travis Kelsey. It's not even close at this point. I mean, I think he's got past Gronk and Gonzalez and Shannon Sharp, but he's right. He's he's right at the door, man. I'm telling you, or he's right at the table with him. He's on the Mount Rushmore. Let's put it that way. And they got the best player in pro football in Patrick Mahomes. But they also got one of the best coaches ever in the history of the National Football League on the sidelines in Andy Reid. Andy Reid now has three Super Bowls. He's got three Super Bowls. And people forget, it wasn't like Andy Reid just came out of nowhere. Andy Reid took the Philadelphia Eagles with Donovan McNabb and went to five NFC Championship games and went to a Super Bowl and got beat by the Patriots. Like, I'm one of those guys, I remember those Eagle teams. I was a Donovan McNabb fan. I love McNabb. And Andy Reid's play calling back in the day, I love that stuff. So that's the way you look at things like that. Now, as I say this before, my next thing to talk about, so congratulations to Kansas City Chiefs, the 49ers. It is what it is. Now everybody knows me, knows I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So here's the topic. What can the Steelers do to get back to a Super Bowl? Here's what I'm looking at. Quarterback play, obviously, that's the biggest one. They cut Mitch Trubisky, thank God. And they're talking about Mason Rudolph will not return. So Kenny, they're all in Kenny Pickett. I have, but I did read with the new OC they brought in, Ryan Tannehill probably will be with the Steelers. But I read something today about Justin Fields being a Pittsburgh Steeler, the quarterback for the Chicago Bears, because they're saying Chicago is going to get Chicago is going to get rid of Justin Fields because they're going to take Caleb that's the rumor going out and Pittsburgh is one of those teams that loves Justin Fields Tomlin's a big Justin Fields fan I will say this if I am Pittsburgh and Justin Fields available and you can get a second third round pick for him Pull the trigger. Pull it. I think Justin Fields has a lot of talent. I think he's in a shitty situation in Chicago. They just got him DJ Moore, and that connection was working. You bring in, think about this, you bring in Justin Fields with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren in the backfield, a better offensive line, even though Steelers off, it's not much better, but it's better than Chicago's. Deontay Johnson, one of the best route runners in pro football, and George Pickens, who is very, very talented, and Pat Firebooth as a tight end. I like to see Phil's chances. I really would. I would like to see Phil's chances in that situation. I absolutely would. I think that would be a, a something fun to watch. Now, do I think they need a third receiver? Yeah, I think Calvin Austin has ability, but I don't think he's ever going to be that guy. I think Allen Robinson will be cut. That's going to be the next cut on the, the thing. 
on the draft, but like another receiver would be big. I would like to see the Steelers go out and find a, rec- a receiver, not for cheap, but money-wise enough to say, hey, we can get two years out of this guy. We can get two years out of this guy. I think that. And I think that's what they're missing. They knew a new punter. Percy Harvin got cut, thank God. Um, they did a good job with cutting cutting Harvin. I think that Harvin just wasn't going to pan out. And they got a new punter, which I think is a good idea. And by the way, as I, as I yawn real quick, excuse me, as I uh, talk about Fields coming in. I want. I like Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny's had a short end stick with the Matt Canada bullshit. I like to see Kenny get a chance, but at the same time, you know, we gotta do something. So that's that's one thing. And another thing too, I think the Steelers need a good coverage linebacker. I think the Steelers have gotta go out and get a linebacker that can cover the field, man, because they're getting killed with that situation. And I think the Steelers need to figure that out straight up. Like that's the things I think they need to do. Because I think they got the corners right. I think they got the secondary right. I think they just need – that coverage linebacker has got to get fixed. That has got to get fixed. So, here in Indianapolis, Indiana, we got a little NBA All-Star Weekend to talk about. And I'm very excited for it. It's going to be here in Indianapolis. Am I going to go to it? um, I'm thinking about going. I do have to work this weekend. My uh, team at work is probably going to be up more than anything. So, I'll have to work eight hours over overtime, which I'm not tripping. But – as we're going to go through this, we got we got it starts off Friday night. We have they got the uh, they start off with the uh, the the uh, the celebrity all star game this Friday night, and here are the rosters and coaches. Shannon Sharp and is going to be on one team. He's coaching with Stephen A. Smith, and here is a we have Shan Sharp with Fifty Cent. As assistant, then you got Stephen J- Stephen A. Smith with uh, Jelly Wilson, who's a bad ass on the the court in the WNBA, the best player in the WNBA outside of uh, oh my god, I forgot her name, played at UConn, you know what I'm talking about, my god, and Little Wayne, Shan Sharp has a Luna L.A. Kai Kente Kente, I can't even say his name, Connor Daly, Walker Hayes, Quincy, Isaiah Joel uh, Lloyd, Micah Parsons. La Singh, Sir, Sai, uh, and D- D- Dylan Wayne. Stephen A. Smith has Metal World Peace, Jack Ryan, CJ Stroud, Jimmy Cotter. I'm done reading the names. It's the All Star Weekend, whatever. All right, let's go back here. Then we got the the Panini Rising Stars game, which is basically. A uh, it's gonna be a, a two it's gonna be a four team set for a tournament and I actually like this idea. You got Team Powell, Team Team Tamika, Team Jalen, and Team uh, Defleet. So basically, four former coaches: Valen Conley for Washington, Jamie Jokrez Jr., Brandon Miller, Brandon Polnikis, Porcikis. I can't say his name right. Jabari Smith Jr., Carson Casey Wallace, and Victor Wambiana are for Team Paul Paul Gasol for Team Tamika Catchings, former Indiana Fever. Paulo uh, Bancaro, who I don't know if he's going to play or not because he got hurt. Uh, Dyson uh, Daniels, Jalen Durant, Keontae George, Scoot Henderson, Jaden Ivey, Keegan Murray, and Vince Williams Jr. That is going to be a hell of a team. Team Jalen uh, Rose, we got Jordan Hawkins, Chet Holgram, Wes Kelser, Derek Lively, so three big-ass bigs. Jalen Williams, Jeremy Sarkham, Shannon Sharp, and Shannon Sharp, and uh, Benedict Matherin. Then you got for Team Delp. I, um, I can't say their names right. 
I can't say Oscar. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I can't even say these last. I think that that's the G. I, those are guys from the G League because I see Mac Madden, Oscar Sheeway is on there. So yeah, fourteen separate tournament. It's gonna be, and I like this idea. They're gonna have, they're gonna have a, they're gonna have a semifinal and a final. So I like that idea. I think that's pretty cool. So let's go to the. I don't. Here's the thing. Can we get rid of this stupid ass skill challenge? Here's my thing with this, and I'm gonna go off on, on a, a tangent here about this. The skills challenge. Everybody like the skills challenge is cool to see a seven footer handle the ball, but I'm more than one of those guys. I want to see. Like, why can't we get a, something like get a two-on-two tournament for All-Star Weekend? Why can't we get Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic versus Joel Embiid versus Tyrus Maxey? Tell me you want to watch want to watch that over a skills challenge? Have them go to a game of 21. Like, have them go to a game of 21 or 15. Win by one or two. Win by two. And, like... I would do a four-man tournament. Like I would do a four, like uh, an eight. Uh, get the two, get the top eight best duels in basketball, and have that highlight Saturday night. And they didn't gotta be all stars. They can be anybody. You can get anybody. Like say for example, okay, we can't get Embiid and uh, Tyrese, but hey, man, let's get Tyrese Halliburton and Siakam, or let's get uh, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, or let's get. Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. Let's get. I'm just throwing names out there. Like them go two on two, and it can be a guard and a big or a guard and a wing, but it has to be evened out. And do a, the do and do and I would do it where they're the one seed. This is the eight seed, and just have it and like put put a million dollars the grand prize, a two million dollar grand prize. They split it down the middle. I guarantee you guys will play hard for it. That would be awesome. But here's the three point the three point contest. Which has been the most, which is sad because it's the most exciting thing on All Star. We outside of the game anymore. As I'm trying to, come on, man, why the hell my laptop? All right, my laptop froze up. Hold on, guys. Oh, there it goes. So here are the the participants: Malik Beasley for the Milwaukee Bucks, Jalen Brunson of the New York Knicks, Tyrese Halliburton of the Indiana Pacers, Damian Lillard of the Bucks, Luke. Lou Marketing of the Utah Jazz, Donovan Mitchell, Carl Anthony Towns, and Trey Young. So that's a hell of a group. That's a hell of a group. That That's actually a really damn good group. Uh, Damian Lillard is the defending champion of that. And then let's go as we back up. Come on, let's go. Here we go. We have the eight. Now, I want to see this. This Steph Curry versus Sabrina, um, uh, whatever her name is, uh, three-point contest. I think this is gonna be a this is gonna be interesting to see. I think Steph wins it, but that's gonna be pretty cool. I think that's a that's a pretty cool idea they're doing that. So like they're doing a three point contest, we can't get a two on two tournament. All right. Here's a dunk contest, and we got some guys in this. Mac uh, McLaren, who won it last year, he's in it. J- uh, Jamie Joaquez Jr., who's gonna be a first team All Rookie or second team All Rookie. Jacob Toppin. Whose brother is Obi Toppin, and then Jalen Brown. So you got you got a, a perennial All Star in Jalen Brown. You got uh, Jamie Cookies Jr., who's going to be a first, second team All Rookie. And you got two guys from the G League. I'm just not a fan of that. I just I just like to see some other guys in there. I like to see some other high flyers. Seriously. And then we got the NBA All Star game. So here we go. So this is what. What the hell was that all about? Why did I go? Oh, oh, oh! Okay, I clicked, I clicked on the wrong thing. My my thing is East versus West. Here we go. 
as I can get the raw. Let me book up the rosters. Here we go. Rosters. Boom. Here we go. So here is the rosters. Here are the, the Eastern Western Conference All-Star rosters. We have, for the starters for the Eastern Conference, we have Giannis Antetokounmpo. We have Joel Embiid. He is not going to play. He's out. Tyrese Halliburton, Damian Lillard, and Jason Tatum. For the Western Conference, we have LeBron James, Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, Shea Alexander, and uh, why is LeBron on here? Oh, he's, why is his name on here twice? And Nikola Jokic. So those are the starters. We go to the reserves. For the Eastern Conference, we have Bam Alabayo, Paolo Bancaro, Scotty Barnes, who is a repl injury replacement, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Maskey, Donovan Mitchell, and Jalen Reynolds, who was named, but he was replaced by Trey Young. The Western Conference, we have Carl Anthony Towns, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Anthony Edwards, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, and Devin Booker. So I think it, it, I used to look forward to All-Star Weekend. It's kind of got watered down over the years, but I think it will – and the, obviously Doc Rivers is going to coach the All-Star team, which I think is a crock of shit. And you got Chris Finch who's for the Timberwolves. So the stars are out. There are some guys that were snubbed this year. But I will state this there. I think the majority got it right. I think that, like, you look at this right here. Julius Randle is averaging 24, 5, and 9, okay? He got in, but he's injured out. Trey Young was averaging 27 and 10, but he didn't get in. But if you look at the guard play here, Donovan Mitchell's averaging 28, 6, and 5. Tyrese Maxey, 25, 6, and 3. Brunson, 27, 6, and 5. And then you got um, the other guards, Damian Lillard, 24, 8, and 4, and Tyrese, 21, and 11. So I can see Trey averaging a double-double. The guys are named on this list above him are all in the playoffs. He's not. And here's another thing. The fan voting thing, they, the fans vote for the All-Star Weekend anymore, and I understand that. That's a big that's a big ordeal for everybody. And I get the fans like the fans of all, but I really believe this. Sometimes you can be a fan of this, and I get that you love the game of basketball, but some of you guys just don't know shit about it, and some guys don't have no have don't should have no right to even have these say so. Well, this guy should get in because of this, and this guy should be get get in because of this, and that's that's the way it should be. Blah 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 blah. Here is the way that I look look at it. If you ask me today, what would I say was the major problem with the NBA? For one, they, the NBA has really taken defense out of the game, and it's not their fault. A lot of people want to see, like as I hit my microphone, a lot of people want to see up and down. They want to see 120 points a night. I'm not a fan of that. I like teams grinding out defensively, rebounding, stuff like that. And I get it. I, I, the 100, 120 point games are exciting, but after a while, it's like, Dude, can we get somebody to play some defense every once in a while? But also, there's people out there saying, well, can we get some scores once in a while, too? And another thing, you know, I always sit there and say, like, you know, there's one thing about the uh, the NBA awards. You know, a lot of people are talking about the 65-game rule, which I think is fair. I think it should be fair with guys sitting out the way they are. I mean, you're only missing, you're going to miss, what, 17, you're only allowed to miss, what is it, 17 games a year now, basically? You can't. Figure out a couple games in between or the rest. 17 games? Like, come on, man. And another thing, too. 
a lot of people are saying, well, I like how the NBA all teams are the pit and the defense teams are positionless now, basically, right? Here's my thing. I want to make this clear. Positionless basketball does not exist. I said it. Because I'm going to make this real clear. If you think that positionless basketball, as I knock my microphone down again, if you think positionless basketball exists, it does not exist. So if positionless basketball exists, can so Steph Curry can go out there and play the power forward spot right now, right? Bam Albaio can play, go play point guard. Can he? Oh, there are players in this league that can do multiple positions, and I'm not saying that, but positionless, nah. People think that Golden State wrote the recipe for that. Here's the thing. Golden State had the best two, has got the greatest shooting backcourt of all time. They had that run because they could they, they were able to spread around, but they always had a rim-running big. They had JaVale McGee, Kevon Looney. They had certain bigs they could fit in their offense that worked. So... I just want to put that out there. This whole positionless basketball thing, can we stop that, please? I think it should be part of position because it is what it is. Well, it's not fair on the position teams that Embiid's on second team and Joker got on first, okay, or opposite. Okay, be better than him. Play more games than him. Stay healthy. Take care of yourself in the summer. Win games. Sorry, will you ever want a fucking handout now or something? Like, Sorry, that's how I look at things. Because, and I get every year guys get snubbed. There are certain guys that get snubbed from it, and that is what it is. You know, the reason why guys miss out on some money now because they're missing out on games and stuff. And I told the, and I told people this: the NBA, when they come to collect the bargain agreement on these these games and stuff, they're gonna sit there and say, "Okay, if you're not gonna play these games, we're gonna take these away from you. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this." And look what they've done. So. I'm one of those guys, man, that you can't do this shit and expect that to happen. And that is that is a fact. That is the way things go. Straight up, in my opinion. So, yeah. That is my opinion on things. Whew. A couple more things to talk about. We got to talk about that WrestleMania 40 press conference, baby. Let's talk about it. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, you got worked. <laughs> y'all got worked, man, and it it shows that y'all got worked. Y'all got worked straight the fuck up. Try to tell you guys. Try to tell you guys. Try to tell you. Try to fucking tell you guys what was going to happen. What happened? Oh, it, it, they did. They, they worked. They got. We got worked. We got worked. Yeah, y'all got worked. All right, y'all got worked. All right. I will state this. I said before the Triple H cooking. He cooked up something special. That press conference, from the way it started to end, it was amazing. And I think WWE should do this more often. We should get a Royal Rumble press conference. We should get a WrestleMania press conference. We should get a SummerSlam press conference. Those three events alone. And maybe a Survivor Series if it's treated like a bigger thing. But easily, you need to do more press conferences. Having it in Vegas was big for Super Bowl weekend. I thought that was coming up the Super Bowl. That was big. The fact that we got Rock basically turning heel and smacking Cody. I thought it was great. As a matter of fact, we're going to go ahead and play this whole thing for you guys. And we're going to sit back and watch it. Let me get the, pull this YouTube up. 
Here we go. I am a visionary. I am a revolutionary. I am your world heavyweight champion. I am Seth. Still a pretty big pop, I'd say. <laughs> and Vegas, we are on the road to WrestleMania. WrestleMania 40, WrestleMania XL, extra large, the biggest WrestleMania of all time. Now, what do you say? We cut to the chase and we get ourselves a main event. Now, I'm not the man to make that decision. I'm just a prize at the end of the road. So what do you say? We get the man who can make that decision out here. The two-time Royal Rumble winner. The American Nightmare himself, Cody Rhodes. Clever by Reigns. That's so clever. Roman, now we'll watch this. Roman's coming out now. He's gonna do the post button. I want to say that is a that jacket, the man bun, looking stout. Woo! My man Roman, boy, I'm trying to get swole, brother. What's good? <laughs> Tribal chief, number one guy in the business. It ain't even close, y'all. Seth, Seth pulling off the little suit. Roman the pose, fingers in the air. The number one salute. Acknowledge him. Heyman doing his thing back there too as well. This is this is this is what I'm talking about. God, I love wrestling. Here we go. shoes. Somebody who matters right now. 
Let's talk about Cody Rhodes. The man who can't make his own choice, huh? Mr. Hesitation. Here's a life lesson, kids. If you hesitate, your moment's gonna move on. And that's what's happened to Cody Rhodes. It's no longer his decision. It's now your tribal chief's decision. That's exactly how it works, thank you. So tonight, I choose who faces me in the main event of WrestleMania. Get this bum out of here, will you? Just get this bum out of here already, huh? I choose. I say this the tank top with the gold chain rock looking jack goals in life goals in fucking life Whether he's a heel or a babyface, that man gets a reaction everywhere he goes. It ain't even close.
to ask you a question. Do you think that Roman Reigns is going to beat The Rock at WrestleMania? right now 
that is very important. It's very cool. And I think you're going to like it a lot. But regardless whether you like it or you don't like it, you love it, you hate it, one thing, for damn sure, you are going to respect it. Take a look. The bloodline tree, the Samoan dynasty, this family. This family's nuts, man. Look at this family. When you look at this incredible family tree, and I want you to take a look at the very top of the tree. At the top of that tree, the rock's grandfather, and Roman's grandfather made a blood oath in that our family in Samoan said, Ainga, Ainga forever. And if you can't see that, if you can't see the fact that this is proof that there is only one dominant and powerful Royal family in professional wrestling. If you can't see that, and if you think that the Rock and Roman Reigns isn't the biggest main event in the history of WrestleMania, then, then, save your booze, save your booze. Then, if that's what you think, then in simple Rock speak, it doesn't matter what you think. Cody Rhodes. This, this right here is. He said bullshit. Roman, Roman, you're out here 
calling the shots, dictating WrestleMania 40. And as the tribal chief, as the undisputed champion, you have a lot of stroke. But it is not your right, it is not your distinction to determine the main event. It is mine! I won the Royal Rumble! You look closely here if you're watching this, you'll see that Seth is behind Cody and The Rock is behind Roman. Good eye on that. We had a wonderful conversation. I had many conversations. I have made my decision. At WrestleMania 40, in the main event, I choose you, Roman Reigns. stupid or something, huh? This is a dumb deal. You're old news. Go over there with the number twos. The number two table will have you now. Loser bracket. Right there in the dummy in green. Just go. Leave. You're embarrassing yourself now. Last year was your year. That was your moment. You were only a chapter in my book. Nobody cares about your story. Nobody cares about you finishing the story. You're embarrassing your entire family now. You, just understand this, you're irrelevant, just like your dad. Fam here you are, here you are talking about family. Is that what the bloodline is? Let me ask you a question. How's Jay? It's not a family. You're a meal ticket. And they are nothing but lackeys, but yes, men. Roman taking his shirt off, getting a little hostile here. We go. What is this match all about right here? Who sits at the head of the table? What does it matter when neither of you have been doing any of the cooking for two years? Earlier, we had that family tree up there. And you've invoked my father before, so let me go ahead and do the same. If your grandfather was here, if the high chief, his grandfather, was here, they'd be ashamed of you. Triple H, Nick Aldis, and Adam Pierce are now out. Just, this is what this is what people want to see, and now the rock stepping up. Here we go. Let me make something perfectly clear to you. When you talk about his family, you're talking about my family when you're talking about his ancestors you're talking about my ancestors rock got a little fired up on that one and when you're talking about his blood you're talking about my blood so now 
We have a problem. It rocked a smack, Cody, and that's where all hell breaks loose. F-bomb, shit, fuck this, that. This is what you want to see. That is the full press conference. You can see it. You go on YouTube, on WWE's YouTube uh, page and find it. That, there's an old saying that former, or, 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 former promoter Jerry Jarrett said, personal grudges will always draw the most money. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's amazing. We got some Super Bowl trailers to talk about. We're going to get rock and rolling. I'm going to get you guys out of here. So let's get this thing rocking and rolling. The highly anticipated, actually, I'm just going to do one trailer for you, Deadpool 3. I got to see this. I haven't watched it yet. I've been saving it. I have been saving this for this podcast, and this is going to be a live reaction to me, so here we go. Happy birthday to you. What the fuck? It's been a challenging few years, for sure, but I'm happy. That is because of each and every one of you. I'm the luckiest man alive. Make a wish, buddy. Wait, Wilson? Who's asking? Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that supposed to be scary? Pegging isn't new for me, friendo. But it is for Disney. It is for Disney. There's a third wall. Fourth wall. I wasn't unconscious. Who are you? Why am I here? Walk with me. Wait. You are special. This is your chance. To be a hero among heroes. I smell when you're stepping in, Sensei. Your little cinematic universe is about to change forever. I'm the Messiah. I am Marvel Jesus. Marvel Jesus. Secret Wars Easter egg there. Is that? You don't just stand there, you ape. Give me a hand up. Nope, I'm actually okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> Deadpool Wolverine. 
July 26th film is not yet rated. It'll be rated R, I guarantee you that. You know what, guys? I'm I'm a DC fan, but I'll let you know, I was always an X-Men fan. I've always loved the X-Men, so Wolverine's one of my top three to five favorite comic book characters. I always loved Deadpool as well. That being said, I pray to God this gets Marvel back on the right track because comic book films, I think what hurt comic book films was after Infinity War, everybody was kind of like, what's next? Or in-game, everything was like, what's next? I will say this, though, and a lot of people will agree with me, and I think a lot of people will. The pandemic 2020 kind of hurt Marvel and DC a little bit because it kind of pushed everything back, and there was a lot of anticipation. Because if you go back to 2021, early March, the Snyder Cut came out, and it was fucking great. Everybody loved it. Black Widow got delayed so much, we were expecting a big, a massive good film, and it kind of was a dull. And ever since then, it's been like, it, The Eternals wasn't great. But, you know, they had one. The Multiverse of Madness was good, but then Love and Thunder was a, was a, a dud. It's just like the consistency's been all over the place with Marvel. And I think, lately, and I think this could be the thing to get them back right. They need this. And I think it should be, it should work. And I hope it does work. But that's all I got to say this week on this episode of Conversation Shubby Green. I appreciate your guys' support. Like always, we are so close to 1,000 downloads, guys. And once again, like I always ended like every other week, I don't bullshit. I just tell it like it is. Straight up. Have a good one, y'all.